Welcome to the Dr. Dad's Podcast, where a naturopath and chiropractor come together each week to share lifestyle medicine, health advice, and inspiring interviews with some of the top experts in health and wellness, bringing you the latest in nutrition, exercise, ancient healing, toxins and detox, your microbiome, mindset, hormones, brain, and much more. Stay tuned. We're going to teach you how to experience growth daily. What's up? Uh... All of you amazing people out there that are tuning into the Dr. Dad's podcast, we appreciate you and thanks for tuning in today. Uh, we've got a special guest uh, on, on the episode, so we're looking forward to sharing everything there is to know about him and his work. Uh, before we go there though, David, how's your day, buddy? Well, it's fantastic, man. It's a short week for me. we got Thanksgiving coming up here on Thursday, so right here. I've only got two days of work this week and I'll take it. Nice. So yeah. it's going to be a big festive... Uh, weekend with uh, the post turkey tireds well you got it man we're going to the mountains so i'll be here thursday with my family and then we're heading up to the mountains on thursday afternoon to hang out with clarissa's family so yeah wow yeah it's a big event down there i mean thanksgiving is is it's kind of cool in canada i mean it's i don't think it's a big of a deal as it is down there like you guys do it right you got the black friday the cyber saturday or monday <laughs> or whatever it is and deals going on left right and center it's it's a huge, it's a yeah. huge get together isn't um, it unfortunately i think it's slowly becoming more about that than it is the actual thanksgiving but yeah it's 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 good man get to take some time off and hang out with family and yeah. so it's good a little pause oh. for christmas pause yeah recovery time right that's yeah that's what it's all about and that's that's what this podcast is all about too so let's uh introduce our guest uh, his name is Matt, and he's coming at us live from Bioptimizers. And so if you haven't checked out the previous episodes we've done with uh, Wade and Mark from Utopia, Wade from Bioptimizers, check those out as well. But uh, we want to bring him on because he's a he's a master at helping to really investigate the, the challenge that so many people are facing. I mean, David, like, would you say that most people that come in are challenged with sleep? And it's just oh, such a yeah, definitely on the top five, right? Like, huge, it, yeah. it's massive. And so this gentleman here has spent thousands and thousands of dollars, so much time researching this this conundrum of sleep that so many people are facing uh, difficulty with. And uh, we actually just chatted before we got on. He's got a six month old, and so sleep is going to be near and dear to him right now in this time of his life as well. But uh, Matt, thank you so much uh, for being on the show with us. Uh, we're excited to hear everything you have to share. Yeah, excited to talk about one of my favorite topics on the planet, which is getting great sleep, high quality sleep. Yeah, love it. Well, you know, we'd love to get into your story a little bit. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you know, you connected obviously with Wade. You you shared that before uh, before we started recording. Just that you guys, you know, met in Moncton, uh, which is another part of Canada that that most people maybe don't know about. So maybe yeah, just tell us some of the early beginnings and and what brought you to uh, investigating this really important aspect of health. Yeah, I'll tell my life story in 60 seconds. So I was born in <laughs> Moncton, New Brunswick, which is on the East Coast of Canada, and became really passionate about bodybuilding when I was 16. I went to the beach and I saw two huge bodybuilders that became friends many years later. And I was just str- struck by the the power and the masculinity of it. So I got totally obsessed with that. That got me into fitness. I helped one of my best friends lose 191 pounds in 18 months. And that was it, you know, seeing that entire transformation from obviously the physical side, but he went from being a 21 year old virgin to being married not that long after he lost the weight. 
So it was just seeing the entire emotional, psychological transformation. And I decided that's what I wanted to do for a living. I got my degree in kinesiology and science of physical activity from the University of Moncton and started training people. So I built two very successful personal training businesses, worked with some pro athletes during that time. I was studying marketing, met Wade in Moncton. We became close friends and Wade was winning natural bodybuilding championships as a vegetarian. And I thought, well, that's pretty marketable. That's unique. And we launched our first product, which was called Freaky Big Naturally. It was a natural bodybuilding program and did very well with that. And then we started launching our own products. We launched Masszymes in 2005. And that was, that's been a grand slam ever since. It's still our second best selling product. It's the strongest proteolytic enzyme blend on the market. We're about to release 4.0 really soon. And, you know, I've been obsessed with just solving various biological challenges. And I guess the one we'll be talking about today is sleep. I'll share a couple of personal sleep stories. When I was in Moncton, I was completely obsessed with productivity. I was working 80 hours a week in the gym, recording a hard rock album, studying marketing. I was training twice a day. So, and I was married. I didn't have time to sleep. So I decided to systematically try to reduce my sleep by 15 minutes every few days. And you know, coming from the bodybuilding world, I was thinking, well, I'll adapt, right? I'll be able to adapt and function. It was a really interesting experiment. It lasted about two months. And a couple of things I learned. One was as I got down to the five-hour range, I needed to be hyper-optimized. Like if I was even a little bit dehydrated, I was I would crash. If I ate the wrong thing, I would crash. But I really crashed when I got down to the four-hour range. That didn't last very long. And then I read Power Sleep by James Moss. And that book really kind of sold me on sleep, the, the importance of it, getting enough of it. So I started going the other way, sleeping eight, nine hours a night. And I did that for a long time. And then I started tracking my sleep. So the first sleep tracker that was commercially available was called the Zio, way before the O-ring. And it was actually a better, more accurate sleep measurement device because it's using EEG. We can talk about the accuracy of O-rings and other secondary uh, metric trackers, but it was good. And I started using the O-ring and to my dismay, I was getting zero to 15 minutes of deep sleep a night, which is not very good. That correlated with my highest body fat reading ever in a DEXA scan with the lowest testosterone reading I ever got. It was in the low 200s and I just felt horrible. And I just kind of had that eureka moment, which was the number one thing I can invest in that's going to level me up in every aspect of my life is sleep. So since that time, I spent about $45,000 on every potential sleep improvement device from mattresses to Faraday cages to PMF devices to nano-Vs to et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And pretty much every sleep molecule that's ever been released commercially, including peptides and other things. And I started just putting together a really effective sleep formula that we can, we can talk about. But yeah, that's been my journey on the personal front, on the sleep front. Man, you... Talk about like an insatiable productivity, you know, uh, goal that you had for yourself to to do all that stuff, you know. And I mean, it's isn't it amazing. I mean, I mean, the world of bodybuilding always blows me away. Like you guys are 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 the original biohackers. You guys push the limits in such incredible ways that that uh, they kind of blow the mind. And I'm I'm so curious. Did you when you're going through that process of getting to the the four hours a night? 
like what what was the productivity like for you like did did you feel like at some point hey man like this is working well and i'm crushing it or did you just go like geez i can barely keep my head above water like what what was that experience like for you like i said earlier it worked for a little bit and then when i started hitting the low five hour range and below it was it was hard. You know, you're kind of operating on fumes. Now, I was in my mid-20s, and so there's a lot more resilience. There's no way on, on earth I could attend that today. I'd crash well before I got to below six hours. Um, so, yeah, no, it was an interesting experiment, and I would say that it was volume, not quality. So as an entrepreneur, you know, we have 115 employees now, and and we're incredibly – we have massive visions. We really want to create, create incredible – products and solutions that help people become biologically optimized. So now it's more about high quality output. And if you look at the research on like amount of work a time, sorry, amount of hours per week for maximum quality output, it's about 55 hours. After that, it declines pretty rapidly. I mean, so, you know, there's the concept of what is your true 100% and your relative 100%. And that's, nose diving as you're working too long, right? I mean, even if you're putting 100% effort, it's really a, a far cry from your absolute 100% if you're fully rested. So like my goal now is, you know, to be fully rested, to be as optimized as possible so that every day, every hour, every meeting, I'm bringing it, you know, it's the power of full engagement, which is a, another incredible book on energy management. That's my goal right now. Yeah, what, what a shift in perspective though, right? You know, because mm -hmm. often that measurement of success or productivity is how many hours you're putting in, but you're really talking about absolute efficiency and like, where's, where's the ceiling? Because I think if people keep thinking of pushing past the ceiling, the idea of recovery and regeneration is just actually lost on them. You know, Dave and I talk so much about just the power of recovery. So you went through this massive, you know, experimentation, which, which worked until it didn't. And then you started to flip that completely and really focus on optimization in that journey before you, like, before you dive into what you created next, um, were there, were there things where like, man, that really moved the needle that, that pushed up my deep sleep or my RAM or HRV? Like what were some of the things that you discovered along the way that seemed to have more of a beneficial impact than, than maybe others? Yeah. First of all, let's just talk about investing in sleep. Like I would legitimately get rid of my cars, like almost every position I have, the last thing I would probably get rid of is my my entire sleep setup. When I travel other than my family, it's the thing I miss the most. It's it's such a powerful investment because obviously you're spending about a third of your life there, but it's also impacting the other two thirds on a significant way, right? Like the, the difference between even a, a great night's sleep and a good night's sleep in terms of your cognitive performance, your memory, et cetera, et cetera, your body fat burning. If, if you're in a calorie deficit and you're sleep deprived, there's a great study where they, they compared the two groups. And the group that was only sleeping five and a half hours per night lost about 55% less fat and 60% more muscle mass. So the difference is massive and it's and it's immediate. You know, they've also looked at the epigenetic effects of one bad night of sleep is turning on all kinds of bad genes from things that are associated with inflammation, cardiovascular disease, and, and tumors. So it's it's an immediate impact. I mean, we could talk about the longevity aspect of sleep, but it, it's immediate. It's like the next day you will be impacted. Of course, you can bury that with, with coffee, which basically removes the reality of how tired you are by 
impacting your adenosine receptors. But ultimately, um, being having great sleep, it just creates the foundation for the best version of yourself. So I just wanted to make sure to, to lay that out there. But yeah, you're asking a great I mean, question. What you just shared there yeah, sorry, was like, ahead. I was just saying, like what you shared there is, man, like that's the 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 juice. That's the that's what people need to know. Just how quickly things can change when you don't get that sleep and, and, and why it's so important to optimize. So yeah, carry on. That, that was awesome. Yeah. So in terms of like biggest bang for the buck, and it's always a great question. Not everybody's got, you know, tens of thousands to spend on sleep and you don't need to, there's a lot of stuff I wasted money on, but I think the first thing is, is pitch black darkness, which is relatively inexpensive. You can get obviously blackout curtains. I live in the city, so I've got two layers and the goal is that you don't want to see your hand at all. Like you, you basically, you're, you're in absolute pitch black darkness, no little red lights or blue lights in any of the electronics. You can cover that with tape or turn them off, but the goal is absolute pitch black darkness. That's relatively inexpensive. And let's just talk about light because there's three different ways we can use light to optimize our sleep. The first one is free. You wake up, you go outside in the morning, ideally within 30 minutes of awakening of, upon awakening, and you get light directly into your eyes. No glasses, not through you know windows. You need direct sunlight. Now, for those of you that live in brutal Canadian winters, like I used to, it's one of the reasons why I live in Panama now. But for those of you that are still there, there's another option, which is a device called Retimer. It's from an Australian company. It'll literally blast your eyes with blue lights, like these weird white glasses, and it just shines blue light directly into your eyes. I mean, you can get the panels that will shine blue light into your face. The retimer is, I think, a, a little more, a little stronger. I don't know if you need that, but definitely blasting your face, your eyes with blue light in the morning is critical. That sets your circadian clock, basically. And, and if anybody ever wants to try to reduce or go to bed earlier, the number one strategy is wake up and blast your face with, or your eyes with blue light. That will, again, help reset your clock. Especially also if you're traveling, we talk about jet lag, but you know one of the best strategies is just wake up, get sunlight in your face. So that's one. Two is about 90 minutes before your target bedtime, you want to dim the lights, you know, lower lumens. Now there's a lot of talk about blue light blocking glasses that will diminish some of the light that's going into your eyes. So it is effective. And there's some that are stronger than others. Uh, Dave Asprey has a company called True Dark. They got these really intense red ones that I use on planes, they're great for sleeping. I mean, they block so much light that if it's a little bit dark, you have a hard time seeing where you're going. But that's one strategy where you can just dim all the lights in your house. And I heard a great tip the other day, which I'm going to do is you can install salt lamps, which obviously really diminishes the intensity of the light. And you can put that around your environment. So that's two and three is, again, you can't have any light in your bedroom because even if you're using a sleep mask, which I used to use, the sleep mask has two issues. One is it will increase the temperature of your in your head. And all the sleep research says you want your head to be about one degree cooler than your body. And the second issue is this, the light will still hit your skin and you have photoreceptors on your skin, which has been shown to impact negatively melatonin. So again, pitch black darkness is critical. So those are all the different aspects of light. Most of those are pretty cheap and inexpensive. I'd say that's a great place to start. Second thing is a mattress. Now, a mattress is obviously a bigger investment, but it'll last you 10, 20 years. 
Um, my mattress of choice, I'm not getting paid to say this, is Essentia. It's a Canadian company out of Quebec. And the reason I picked them is it's a memory foam mattress, but they're using tree sap for the memory foam. They're not using some of the oil-based materials that will off-gas for about six months. But let's talk about sleep position and mattress selection. We've got the same mattress, the by best the way. position. Huh? We've got the same mattress, by Sorry. the way. Essentia. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, carry on, sir. Yes. I I, share. You know, no, it's 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 awesome. I love Jack. I love what they're doing. It's it's awesome. Let's talk about sleep position. And I think one of you guys is a chiropractor, correct? So so if I talk to any chiropractor, they'll tell you one thing. Yeah. Best sleep position is on your back. I've been told that by many chiros. And obviously, there's kind of a, a natural organic adjustment that happens in your spine when you're just lying on your back. But there's another reason that sleeping on your back is superior. That is because it's spreading out the pressure per square inch more evenly from your head to your toes. And that's really important because blood flow constriction will get you to toss and turn while you're sleeping and it will disrupt your deep sleep. I'm a side sleeper. So for me, I need memory foam to sink in to help spread out the pressure. If you're heavier, you need more sink, you need more softness. If you're shorter, you need more softness. If you got wide shoulders or if you have wide hips, if you're a woman, you need more softness. Obviously, if you're taller, if you're lighter, um, all those, then you need uh, a denser mattress. You don't need as much as much sinking. So the Essentia brand has different very uh, different levels of density. So you can basically pick the right mattress for you. And they have a pro core version, which is the one I have. So my side is optimized for my body. And then my wife's side is optimized for hers. That's kind of the ultimate. And by the way, I don't know if you've tried their new version. I was at, they, they were at Dave Asprey's event a few months ago. It's another level. Like they've, they've improved their, their material. Um, it's, it's phenomenal. So, but there's a lot of sleep options. There's a lot of sleep mattress companies emerging. And as long as you get the right mattress for your body type and for your sleep position, that makes a big impact. Like, and, and one more core principle in any biological goal or any biological challenge is the, the concept of compounding. So what I was noticing is as I was adding these different things that we're going to be talking about, it was compounding the results. It was going from zero to 15 minutes of deep sleep to 30 to 45 to 60. Now I'm averaging about 90 minutes per night in deep sleep, two hours of REM, which is a good target. So I think with any biological objective, whether it's muscle building, fat loss, brain optimization, or sleep, uh, we've seen time and time again that if you compound different things, you will get synergistic, multiplicative, sometimes exponential results. And we see that in the lab. We have a, a lab with about 16 full-time scientists doing nonstop experiments on every different enzyme, probiotic, molecule. And what we're seeing is that cofactors can in increase the potency or potentiate the, the key molecule by two, 300, 400% quite often. So I think people are really underestimating and a lot of people want the one thing and I get it. You know, it's, it's more appealing to just do one thing, but if I have one suggestion is stack everything that you can and you'll get way better results. So mattress is, is a big one. Let me talk about PEMF devices. For those of you that don't know what a PEMF device is, it's a device that emits different frequencies. Now, some are magnetic, some are radio. There's a, a lot of different types. I tried some from Philips using some of the DARPA technology that would 
measure your brain waves and then sync up and try to pulse delta brain waves while you were in delta sleep. And with every single PEMF device, it was hit or miss, meaning that some nights it felt like an enhancement and then other nights it felt like it was making my sleep worse. So I've pretty much stopped using every PEMF device. I spent a lot of money on those. Spent over two grand on a Faraday cage. There's a, there's a company called lessemf.com. They sell different EMF absorption materials. And I have a silver net. It looks like a mosquito net that you see sometimes in like in African safaris and so on. And it didn't improve my results. And again, I live in a penthouse. There's a lot of Wi-Fi signals. I think that some people are more sensitive to EMFs. It doesn't seem that I am. It literally has zero impact. It does look cool though. And psychologically kind of feels good to be in that net. So there's that. But I think one of the biggest bangs for the buck and let's talk about temperature is a cooling pad. So when I was getting zero to 15 minutes of deep sleep a night, I was waking up losing about three to four pounds of water weight and waking up feeling groggy, dehydrated. Obviously, if you're dehydrated, your entire brain function, biological function goes down very rapidly. Even a 1% dehydration is significant. So what I realized was I was sweating so much and my, my room was about 16 degrees Celsius, about you know 65, 70 Fahrenheit, but it didn't matter. Um, I was sweating so much from my body contact on the mattress that I was losing that much water weight while I was sleeping. So the chili pad, I think there's eight as well, sleep eight. Um, they make different solutions that allow you to control the temperature underneath your bed sheets. And that is absolutely one of the most significant sleep investments anyone can make. And when I travel again, um, hotels don't have that. And it's definitely one of the biggest things I miss. I'll wake up a lot more throughout the night. I'll sweat a lot more and just my sleep is definitely impacted. So that's a big one. Now there's an amino acid called glycine that will also lower your body temp. So glycine is one of the most powerful amino acids for sleep. It, it about three grams is very impactful and enhances REM. And what's awesome about glycine is the research indicates that even if you don't sleep enough, you will feel a lot better and feel a lot more refreshed the next day, even if you're in a sleep deficit. And I've definitely noticed that like the night's that I use sleep breakthrough. I, even if I slept six hours, I feel way better than I ever have before. So it's almost a, it's a good sleep hack if you're going to sleep, be sleep deprived. So body temp is critical, cooling pad, glycine, a cold room, all of those have a, a significant impact. Let's talk about sleep tracking. So again, I talked about the ZO. Let's talk about the Oura Ring and the Fitbit and all of those devices. They're about 60% accurate. The reason they're only that accurate is because they're using secondary metrics to try to estimate when you're in deep and when you're in REM. The only way you can get accurate sleep data is through an EEG headset or through electrodes. That's the only way to to accurately measure when you're in deep, when you're in REM and so on and so forth. There there is a company called Dream, D-R-E-E-M, and they used to sell a commercially available option, which was a headset that would measure your your brain waves similar to the Zio. Unfortunately, they're a research only company now. We're actually doing a sleep study with Sleep Breakthrough using their headset. But what I would say is that the amount of time between REM and deep that these devices is telling you is accurate. The block, that block, that combined block, 
But in terms of accurately assessing when you're in deep and when you're in REM, it's definitely not accurate. So as long as you're seeing you know, directional improvements and that total score of deep and REM, then in my opinion, you can have confidence. I will give credit to the O-ring. I'm, I'm a big fan of it, but more for the readiness score. The readiness score is accurate because it's measuring HRV, your heart rate, your body temp, and it has a really good algorithm, in my opinion, to, to see if your body is not rested or if your nervous system is over, overly stressed or impacted. So I'm a big fan of the Aura, but again, take the deep and the REM with a grain of salt. I've seen things like four hours of REM and 15 minutes of deep. And, you know, when when I contrasted that with the dream, because I've, I've used both simultaneously and I've talked to other people that have, it's way off. Ask any sleep scientist, they'll tell you the same thing. But it's still good to track. And just another quick comment on one of the most destructive things you can do on sleep, and that's going to bed with a full belly. And then coming from that bodybuilding world, that's what we were told to do. You know, drink a lot of protein right before bed and you'll be anabolic while you're sleeping. That was some of the worst advice of all time in terms of being anabolic because your deep sleep will go to zero to 15 minutes if you're going to bed with a full belly. If, if you do want to get some sort of anabolic effect, amino acids are a much better option. They tend to digest within about 30 minutes. So amino acids is, is okay. Um, we could talk a little bit about carbs. So anything that increases serotonin before bed is a good idea. Serotonin is a precursor to melatonin. And obviously sugar, carbohydrates, naturally increases serotonin in the brain. And a lot of people will report like having one teaspoon or tablespoon of honey improves their sleep. And the reason is, in my opinion, it's a serotonin boost that you're getting. And I've, and I've also tested that, you know, even during like, let's say three day fast that I'll get much better sleep. If I do like five, 10 grams of carbohydrates before bed, I'll usually eat like half a cup of fruit or a cup of berries. And it definitely enhances my sleep versus if I'm fasting for three days and I don't do that, my sleep becomes shorter and shorter. So those are, those are some impactful things. And obviously spent well over 10 grand on every sleep molecule, sleep peptides, sleep drugs. And a lot of it will make you pass out. A lot of it will keep you asleep, but then you feel groggy the next day. And let's, let's segue into melatonin because obviously that's the number one sleep supplement on the planet. Melatonin is a drug. It's a hormone. It's a regulated molecule in many countries. And in my opinion, it should only be used sparingly in very specific situations, which we can talk about. But first of all, people are mega dosing melatonin. Even half a milligram is a mega dose. Your brain will produce about 10 to 80 micrograms naturally. So even half a milligram, that's 500 micrograms. And what happens is your body naturally downregulates and you need more and more of it. And if people get up to like 10 milligrams, I know some people are advocating like 100 milligrams for more immune function. And I'm not saying that for those acute situations, it's not a, a viable option, but it's not a great sleep solution. It'll, it'll make you pass out. But here's the biggest issue with it. A lot of people have very bad genetics for melatonin. I'm one of them. What happens is we get a spike in body temperature about five hours after we take the melatonin, which causes us to wake up 
two to three hours before what we would naturally wake up at. So it's a major issue. And that's why like, I never jive with melatonin as I get deeper and deeper into the research. Most sleep experts are not recommending melatonin. You know, it's, it's a really bad option. The best option is you want to naturally optimize and maximize your own natural production. I mean, in general, it's always better to try to maximize and optimize your own natural production of hormones, whether it's testosterone or melatonin before going to exogenous forms. Of course, sometimes you need to, but in general, it's a much better approach. So the strategy there is number one, again, you need to dim the lights because light will destroy melatonin within minutes. That's a really important fact. If you are going to use melatonin, make sure that it's literally next to your bed, the lights are off and you take your melatonin. So again, if you take melatonin and you're walking around, you got lights, it's literally getting destroyed second by second. So that's a really important strategy. But the best strategy is precursors, aka building blocks. Magnesium is a phenomenal building block for serotonin and, and, and thus melatonin. The other strategy, as I mentioned earlier, is cofactors. So there's a lot of cofactors that'll help convert the magnesium into serotonin and the serotonin into melatonin, including P5P, which is a bioactive form of vitamin B6. Some other ones include um, potassium, calcium, zinc. So the, the four minerals that optimize sleep, again, magnesium is, in my opinion, the number one sleep mineral. If you look at the research on magnesium, bisglycinate or biglycinate, that has the best data on sleep. And of course, uh, we've been selling magnesium breakthrough, which has been our best selling product for a few years. We have thousands and thousands of people reporting their best sleep of their of, of their lives, breaking sleep records on their oaring, uh, using magnesium breakthrough. So magnesium by itself is phenomenal. But potassium is something I slept on. And when I was looking at all the data on different sleep molecules, I stumbled onto some really interesting research on potassium on, on mutant flies. Okay. So they were looking at flies and they were testing sodium and potassium. And what they found was that sodium excites neurons and potassium quiets them down. So there's almost like a circadian signal that we can use there in the morning. You'll put some salt in your water, salt in your food or salt in your shake. You know, the sodium will help again, kind of wake up your brain. And as you're getting close to bed, potassium is a great option. There's another sleep benefit to potassium before bed. A lot of weight people wake up to go to the bathroom and obviously disrupts your sleep. Potassium is the molecule of hydration. So there's a better chance that you won't go to the bathroom because your body will hold on to the water because of the potassium. Calcium will also improve REM and calcium will help transform tryptophan into serotonin, which again is a building block for the melatonin. And then zinc is another really important melatonin cofactor. And it also has a calming impact on the nervous system. And ZMA has been a very popular supplement for a long time, which is zinc, and magnesium, and vitamin B. So there's, there's a lot of options there um, in terms of the different minerals, but that's the four that we've included in sleep breakthrough and it, it works incredibly well. So I'll stop there so you guys can ask questions because I can keep going, but yeah, those are some of the most impactful things. So Matt, I love at the beginning of all this, how you talked about the importance of stacking and synergistically looking at a lot of these other things, because 
you know, it's funny how a lot of people just run to like things like melatonin and they don't think about, oh, the light in my room and the comfort of my mattress and the temperature when I'm sleeping, which for me, those are essentials, man. Like I can't sleep if those guys aren't just right. Right. Like my dark, my room is blacked out. I just like you invested in a really good, you know, mattress where like the moment I hit it, I'm out in like five minutes. I don't even lay down until I'm ready to go to bed because my bed's that comfortable. And that's what I tell people. I'm like, invest in your mattress. I was like, what else do you do for six to eight hours a day? Like there's nothing else that you do. And then you go and you buy a, a crap mattress at the store and then you wonder why your sleep shit, right? So the mattress is huge. And then temperature. I Number one, I my temperature in my house has to be around 68 degrees when I sleep. And then I have a pillow that cools my head because I'm one of those people that if I'm any little bit of warm while I'm sleeping, I don't sleep well. So I love that you talked about those, those, those are huge. Um, mm -hmm. And then I love what I'm, what I'm hearing about as far as these minerals and these precursors, you know, to the melatonin, because so many people are just massively deficient in these minerals. And I think that's playing a big, a big role in why people are having uh, sleep struggles as well. I agree. Yeah, Let's talk about some others. Huge. Yeah, go ahead, Nick. Yeah, I was just saying those, those are huge. And, and I think that, um, you know, highlighting that for people, uh, is really important and even the sleep tracking right because I, I think just getting whether or not the accuracy is there but just getting some information to show you know like even your recovery if, if that's the most important thing or if that's the most valid thing like getting clear data on that on a regular basis i mean the amount of people that are struggling with sleep that a don't really know or they're just looking at the clock i went to bed at this time woke up this time that's how many hours i slept i mean the the kind of detail you get with these things that actually prove the fact that actually you're not really recovering well and the contributing effect even from that to cardiovascular disease or like you said the fat retention or you know the different goals we may have for our health we may not actually be getting them because we're not actually getting the right information so I, you know i just wanted to highlight that as well but yeah go ahead matt Let's talk about a couple of other important aspects of sleep and insomnia. So if you look at the research on insomnia, typically insomniacs are about 30% deficient in GABA compared to normal people. So GABA is a really, really important sleep molecule. You could call it the molecule of chill. We tested a lot of different GABA solutions. GABA itself is good, but pharma GABA is far more powerful. So we've become big fans of Pharma Gabug and we have a clinical dose in sleep breakthrough. That's that's a really big one. A lot of people like or report, you know, using valerian root. So we we played our, our lot with valerian root. The issue that we had was it seems to stay in the body too long and we would wake up feeling groggy. So when we were formulating sleep breakthrough, which we did 55 prototypes, by the way, not counting the years and years of combinations that I played with before that, um, Valerian root just didn't make the cut. It, it was just, I didn't, we didn't like how we felt when we woke up. And again, when we wanted to build, build this product, it was about falling asleep fast, staying asleep, and then wake up feeling refreshed. We really wanted to make sure that we woke up and felt rejuvenated, not groggy. And then you need a coffee to kind of wake you up and, and start your day. So, so GABA is a really big one. Well, let's talk about one of the biggest ones, which is the monkey mind. Okay. A lot of people, you know, can't stop thinking from a neurological level, that is typically hyperactivity of beta brainwaves. 
And again, if you look at insomniacs, the data shows that they have hyperactive beta brainwaves. And I've done about eight weeks of neurofeedback in my life. And that's that's fixable through neurofeedback, by the way. So if anybody's really suffering from a lot of debilitating, um, I don't want to use medical terms here, but a lot of debilitating hyperactivity in their minds, neurofeedback is very, very effective at fixing that if you work with the right neuroscientists. But there's another hack. There's two molecules that will help increase alpha brain waves. And what happens typically is as you raise alpha brain waves, your beta brain waves will go down. One is L-theanine. So I'm a, I'm a mega fan of L-theanine and I have been for probably six or seven years. I've used L-theanine almost every night in the last six or seven years. 200 milligrams is a really effective dose. L-theanine is the molecule that they extract typically from green tea. And it's the reason why a green tea, even if it might have the same amount of caffeine as a coffee, is a much smoother ride. One of the reasons why I love L-theanine is that it relaxes you without, without creating that drowsiness effect. And again, we want to wake up feeling awesome, not, not drowsy. But L-theanine increases alpha brainwaves. The other one that increases alpha brainwaves is pharma GABA. So GABA does increase alpha brainwaves. And again, when we're stacking the L-theanine, and the GABA, it, it really helps shift your brain waves from beta to alpha. And of course, if you can meditate or do some breathing, that tends to shift your brain wave as well into alpha. And then again, the sleep pattern is beta, alpha, then theta, which everybody hits twice a day. And that is that hypnagogic state where you're starting to be aware of your dreams and then you pass out. And if you get a great night's sleep, you'll get down to delta, delta is stage four sleep. It's the highest quality sleep. That's where almost all the critical hormone production happens. And then obviously when you wake up in the morning, you'll hit theta again. That's your hypnopompic state. And again, that's kind of when you're starting to become aware of your dreams, your REMs, you might become aware of your REM dreams um, during your REM phase. And again, REM is where your brain is doing a lot of emotional processing and a lot of neurotransmitter building. So again, the, the deep is for your body. You could say the REM is for your brain is for just generalizing. And then you wake up and then most people go right into a hyperactive brain, beta brainwave state. And then they pass out at night and they rinse and repeat. So, you know, I think carving some time out, and I think that's the power of meditation or mindfulness. It's one thing that I've been doing more and more of is waking up and not turning on my, my phone or not getting it out of airplane mode. Ideally going outside, walking, meditating for 10, 15 minutes, playing with my daughter and just getting more into a high alpha, high alpha state, which to me kind of transforms the quality of my entire day. So anyways, I'll stop there, but those are some key strategies. I love that you talked it. about the brainwaves. I mean, yeah. uh, that's that's huge. I do a lot of neurofeedback and brain mapping, and, and I see so many people neurologically stuck. And, and I know David's got tools and techniques that he also uses to help to unlock that the nervous system stress. But go ahead, David. No, I'm loving the neurofeedback stuff he's talking about, you know, the whole monkey brain thing. I do a technique called neurological integration system. And so it's a hack as well. It's I'm basically like the neurofeedback device and we map the brain and then we actually reset the circuitry of the brain. So I can instantaneously get people out of that state. And yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll just, I have some people that haven't slept for years and the next night, literally they sleep fine. So it's pretty phenomenal. But I love how you're talking about this this waking up in the morning and, and trying to just like put yourself in the alpha to start your day. 
because that brainwave state, like you're saying, it does carry you throughout the day. It's it's like you're putting your car in gear and it's in the right gear just to, to take off for your day. And it's so important. You know, everybody wakes up and what do they do most of the time? They grab their phone and they're immediately on their phone and they don't take two seconds just to, like you're saying, enjoy some space outside and spend some time with your family and, and just maybe, like you're saying, take 15 minutes to do some breathing or some meditation. And, you know, we're in this rush all the time. And it's just like, if people would wake up and slow down a little bit, <laughs> let their engines start up, kind of like when we go outside and we need to warm up the car, right? They just need to kind of warm up the brain a little bit before they start their day and they'd see some bit bigger outcomes. One question I have for you, because you were talking about the hormone bit, about getting into the deep theta, I believe you were talking about. Um, do you guys see, you know, I'm thinking these big problems we see with hormones these days with women that have these massive hormone imbalances and even men that are going through menopause. I'm wondering how much sleep is playing into these problems with these people because they're not getting good quality sleep at all. And then they wonder why they have these hor horrible hormone imbalances and problems. No, that's definitely, again, almost all your hormone production occurs in deep sleep. Let's talk about sleep timing because that's a really, really important one. And again, for I'm a natural night owl. I love staying awake. I like being awake. Once I'm awake, you know, I could probably do like a 20 hour day, then a 10 hour sleep cycle. I don't, I don't do that because I need to, to operate within the world. <laughs> but the point is for me, it was, it's been a struggle to learn how to go to bed earlier. And sleep breakthrough has been phenomenal for that. I mean, I'll, I'll drink it about an hour before my target bedtime. And then I just want to go to bed. Like I, I need to go to bed. Otherwise I'm passing out on the couch. But if you go past your second win, so let's just, let me rewind a little bit. Let's say you're going to bed every night at 12, typically about an hour before you'll start yawning and you should start preparing and ideally be in your bed at 12. Now, if you go past that, you will get a cortisol response. Again, it's probably some evolutionary bio biology at play. If we needed to stay awake to protect the tribe, we we needed to. But once that cortisol kicks in, of course, you'll feel good. You'll get a second win. But that will destroy your, your deep sleep. That will destroy your hormone production that night. So again, in a perfect world, you're going to bed at the same time. It doesn't really matter what time. I mean, I'm a big fan of The Power of When, which is a whole book on chronotypes. And again, some people seem to naturally genetically be morning people. Some tend to be night owls. Some people are somewhere in the middle, the bears. And there's kind of the insomniacs, which he calls dolphins. So everybody falls in one of those, but the consistency is the key. Not going past that. Again, we start yawning. It's time to start preparing for bed. You know, because uh, typically about 30 to 60 minutes after that, cortisol will kick in. And then again, you will destroy your hormone production that evening. Your, your deep sleep will be severely compromised. So a good sleep ritual is, again, an hour before your target bedtime, drink sleep breakthrough. It's a drink. You mix it with water, about four ounces of water. Tastes amazing. It's a beautiful blue color. And then you'll start feeling it about 15 minutes after that. And then within 30 to 45 minutes you'll definitely be feeling it. It's time to go to bed and you'll get a great night's sleep. Yeah. I, I, that's, that's great. You went over that because I was hoping that you were going to dive into um, you know, the formula a little bit more. And, and I think that, that as you're going through a lot of the nutrients, uh, a lot of, most of those, if not all of them are actually in, in the, in the product. 
And so like setting yourself up to that timing is, is, is huge. I mean, how many people spend their evenings watching TV, maybe they're on the internet playing video games or whatever, and they're constantly are pushing beyond those signals because they haven't taken the time to pay attention to them. So, you know, having a sleep ritual like this is, is key. Um, and, and I also just want to piggyback actually off of what David said too, is I think we put so much emphasis also on just the sleep optimization time. We forget about all the different strategies that really support us through the day. Um, you know, whether it be the morning exercise as opposed to late evening exercise, you know, meal timing, maybe some of us are doing some of the fasting and we know that, you know, insulin secretions are going to be really impactful to uh, negatively impactful if we're, if we're eating too late before bed, you know, which you hit on all those things. Um, so let's, let's talk a little bit about the, the, the remedy itself. Like, um, first of all, it's blue color. Like that's, that's wonderful. Uh, it's great that you get, you get to see and, you know, taste, uh, your medicine before you go to bed. But what, what are some of the other, like, are, are you recommending sort of just doing that alone or do you, are you stacking that with other things or like, you know, you mentioned taking an hour before uh, bedtime. Is there any other rituals or other things that you would say that are, that are, that would be really supportive with this? Two capsules of magnesium breakthrough and sleep breakthrough. That's, yeah. that's my ritual. It's been a game changer. What I've noticed the most is, I mean, I've never had a kind of a trouble falling asleep. And typically I stay asleep, but it's how I feel in the morning back to that. That, that was, as we were formulating and testing all the prototypes, that was kind of the big one we were looking for. And yeah, I just noticed I have a second gear on the back half of the day. I think that the glycine, I mean, we do a whole episode on glycine. I think glycine is one of the most powerful amino acids, one of the most important amino acids for health in general. I think most people are severely deficient. So let me just walk through the formula real fast. It's three grams of glycine. That's why we had to do a powder. There's no way you could do this in pills, be too many pills. 125 milligrams of magnesium bisglycinate. We have the potassium, the calcium, the zinc. We have the pharmagaba, again, 125 milligrams, 200 milligrams of L-theanine. So those are all the sleep components. On the flavoring front, we went with blue spirulina, which is a legit superfood. People talk about people love throwing the word superfood. My definition of a superfood is something that has secondary benefits beyond just the macro or the micronutrients. And there's some really interesting research on spirulina and stem cell, natural stem cell stimulation. So I'm a big fan of, of spirulina in general, but it, it gives it this amazing blue color. And then we just use some organic grape and berry flavoring. And then we use just a little bit of stevia. So yeah, it tastes amazing. It looks beautiful. This is incredibly like, bright blue color. And again, just mix it and drink it and you will feel it in 15 to 20 minutes and you'll definitely feel it within 30 to 45. And that's it. Go to bed, wake up feeling refreshed. And what I've noticed and what we were getting a lot of reports on with our, our beta testers is that it seems that there is this cumulative rejuvenation that happens after three, four weeks. I think that's the the glycine that's just repairing things and optimizing things in the body because, yeah, you, it'll work day one, but there's this cumulative repair that seems to be occurring, which is awesome. Yeah, that, that's cool. I mean, 
often when we think of supplements, you know, especially, especially targeted ones like this, we think that it's just, okay, this is providing a, a tool for me to go to sleep. But I love that you talked about this as a regenerative experience that you're really like building up nutrient stores and, and, and these things. And I love that you guys put the three and eight in too, because the three and eight is not in the magnesium breakthrough. And no, there's no, there's no three and eight. We just have the bisglycinate. Oh, it's just so, the bisglycinate. Okay. Okay. We, we is, there, is there a reason the why you didn't? Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. For sleep, um, for some people, it's almost a little bit, it's a little bit stimulating. Um, I am a huge fan of three and eight. I think it's a phenomenal magnesium in general, but for some people, it seemed to be a little bit too good for their brains. So we pulled it out. Okay. It was, it was in some of the prototypes for a while. Then we just decided to pull it. Yeah. Cause actually I saw, I saw it listed on, uh, on one of the, the bioptimizers websites. And so maybe, maybe I was checking yeah. out one or something. Okay. Well, that, that's helpful to know. And, and the other, the other one is GABA because some people say that some of the GABAs aren't crossing the blood brain barrier or, you know, is there, is there anything that, yeah. Any comments on that one? Yeah. So the new theory, cause it definitely impacts it. There's no doubt about it. The new theory is receptors throughout the gut or through the vagal nerve. So yeah, it doesn't cross a blood brain barrier, but it seems to have a gut brain axis connections somehow more from the gut to the brain or to the vagal nerve. So that's the, the most probable theory that I've heard on why it's impacting, but the data doesn't lie. The impact doesn't lie. So again, it's certainly having some sort of of effect, but yeah, it's, it's probably through some other mechanism compared to just crossing the blood brain barrier. Cool. And then, and then the spirulina, is there, I mean, you mentioned like, ideally you don't do protein before bed. Some people may be like, oh, spirulina is like a, a major source of protein. Um, any any no, it's thoughts? Like, it's like a microdose. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's a microdose. And again, there is the three grams of glycine, which is an amino acid. And, you know, even L-theanine is an amino acid, it's just 200 milligrams. But no, there's, again, it's, it's just a microdose for color and for a little bit of flavor. So it, yeah. it's, it won't be impactful. Yeah, no, I'm excited to use it. I mean, to to be fair, like, you know, you said it before, the magnesium breakthrough has been genius for people. I I've, I found so many people just get so much benefit out of that. And then there's some that just, you know, it's not enough. There's there's other pieces that that, that aren't being addressed. And I mean, you did such a good job of, of sharing all those other lifestyle factors that are really key uh, too, which I appreciate. David, go ahead, buddy. No, man. I mean, he kind of covered all four corners for us. Like, there's, There wasn't a whole lot to add in, brother. You, you, you kind of hit it on the head. I'm just excited to try this stuff. You know, for me, the two two things that I run into trouble with, because I'm pretty good about getting down at the same time, and I sleep pretty pretty well most of the time. But, you know, you mentioned them. But for me, one is I'll miss a window, my window. So my window is like 830 to 930. So if I miss that window, man, I, I can feel that cortisol burst. And then, like, I'm up. And then you're right. Like I don't get that recovery sleep and it's very noticeable for me, for me the next day. And then the other one, man, is just like every once in a while, I'll binge watch a show with my wife. And then like, I look at the clock, I'm like, damn it, I missed my window. And then same thing. So for our listeners, I mean, he covered almost everything you need to know to start cleaning up your sleep hygiene. And then it sounds like once you do that and you, you get on this sleep breakthrough, you're going to see some phenomenal changes in how you feel on a daily basis. So I'm pumped to try it, man. And we love all your products. I love all the bioptimizer stuff. I love the Newtopia stuff. And so, yeah, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to, to getting on this stuff. What I'll say too, is like the last 
week, I was on a super intense four city, five day trip, bouncing all over the US and sleep breakthrough definitely saved me. I was able to, I mean, there was one night I slept four and a half hours in New York, had to wake up, take a plane. And I felt great. I did a podcast that evening. I was able to function throughout the day and feel really good. So I would say turns a bad night to a good night, a good night to a great night, and a great night to your best sleep ever. So no matter what, it's an improvement. And especially when you're traveling, again, like I took the red eye back, I was able to mix that and drink it on the plane. And I just passed out and I woke up in Panama. So it's it's just been a, a lifesaver on the road. And it's just a game changer at home. So it's it's awesome because all of our products are, are protected, protect you with a one-year, 365-day unconditional money-back guarantee. And I think we got a discount code for, for everybody. So we got mm-hmm. sleepbreakthrough.com forward slash the doctor dads. So sleepbreakthrough.com forward slash the doctor dads. Or you can just go to sleepbreakthrough.com. The code is doctor dads. Awesome. Awesome. You did that work for us. I was about to say. Uh, you know, where can we get the product? Where where can people use the code? So thanks so much for sharing that, Matt. Matt, like you're you're biohacker, your dad, you're you're like you're obviously deeply invested in in helping humanity and and come come up with solutions for for optimal health. And just you know, hats off to you and thanks so much for sharing your wisdom today. Uh look forward to chatting with you more and finding out what other discoveries you've got up in your sleeve. And and on that, I was actually just want to say, is there is there anything else you feel like you want to share that that you feel people need to know about or or what's coming down the pipeline uh for, for you guys? Yeah. So three years ago we created a partnership with the Birch University in Sarajevo. They have an entire biology wing. And it's just been a game changer. So we've done about 300 enzyme experiments and counting, 300 different probiotic experiments and counting. We've tested dozens of cofactors for different things. And we're about to re-release every single digestive product. We've rebuilt them from scratch. Every single one is significantly more potent than the previous ones. So we're really excited about that. And then we're, we're really, really, really excited for... It'll probably launch in the fall next year. We're really doing some, I would say, breakthrough research using essential fatty acids and a, a lot of different things. So we're going to be breaking breaking through on that on a massive level. So yeah, we're just getting warmed up. We, in my opinion, haven't done a great job explaining like how much science and research we're actually doing. But in 2023, we're going to be releasing a lot more content and videos and data sets and studies and research. And again, we release all of our products. So yeah, it's, it's awesome. I mean, there's nothing more powerful and transformative than a feedback loop. I really believe that that's what the aura ring is, right? The aura ring allows you to, okay, I ate right before bed. I got zero minutes of deep sleep. Let me not do that again. You know, a blood test is a feedback loop. So what we've created in the lab is the ability to just run experiment after experiment, which is a feedback loop, learn from them, adjust, combine, look for the cofactors, look for the synergy and create the most effective products in each class that we do. And it's uh, no one's doing what we're doing there. No, There's no supplement company that I'm aware of that's doing the kind of research we're doing specifically on stacks and combinations. So yeah, that's what I'm like. I just had a meeting with them this morning. Every Tuesday we have a call and it's the most exciting thing we're doing. So really pumped about that. Man, it's so fun just just seeing you light up talking about this stuff because yeah, it's 
So, you know, you guys, in my, in my experience with, with the products, with biome breakthrough, the, the blood sugar breakthrough to the magnesium breakthrough, I mean, you guys are literally uh, breaking through uh, all these, you know, these paradigms in, in health and, and taking it to a whole nother level. And, and we found that experience too. We, we tried the Newtopia products too, just truly uh, products that really enhance brain function, productivity and insight, creativity, so many things. So you, you guys do feel like you're on the, or it feels like for us, so that you guys are on the cutting edge of really bringing innovation into to your products. Awesome. We're just going to look forward to seeing what you guys create, man. It's, it's really exciting. David, any, any final thoughts, buddy? Matt, thanks for asking those bigger questions, man. I'm just looking for more truth to help with all these things. Cause like you're saying, there's not a lot of companies doing this. And I, that's one thing I love about you guys is like, you'll make something great. And you're like, okay, we can make it better. Like, let's go back again to the drawing board and do and do it again. So Appreciate you, man. Uh, I've heard you talk quite a bit on other podcasts. It was great to connect today. And yeah, man, looking forward to getting you on here again with us, maybe to talk about those EFAs next year. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for you guys for doing a podcast. I think that as I, as I look into the future and, you know, we, we fast forward the impact that you guys are having and on everybody that's listening, the impact that they're going to have on their families, their friends, some of the people become health professionals. I'm, I'm really hoping that over the next few decades that we shift the world from mostly unhealthy to mostly healthy. That's that's really kind of our mission. I think that we can move longevity to an average of a century. That's one of our kind of key metrics we're looking at over the next 25 years. And you know, educating people is, is foundational to that. It's not just supplements and pills. So people just need to improve and People do the right things, sleeping well, movement, good nutrition. I think that most people can live a, a much longer and higher quality life. And these kind of podcasts is a big part of it. So thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to subscribe to the Dr. Dads and share with your family and friends. You can also follow and interact with Dr. Nick and Dr. David on Facebook and Instagram for a daily dose of inspiration and the latest in health and wellness. Be well.